0: Good morning everybody. This is The Quest Atlanta. Thank you for joining us for our Pledge Drive, sticking with us, and thank you for helping us continue this work of evangelization. We are so honored to be a part of this work the Holy Spirit is doing through you. This is your Catholic radio station and the only person, the only people that are going to support this and continue this work is you. And if you don't, who will? Now I'm if you if you choose not to be a part of this work that's a free will choice that you have the Lord gives you that free will but you're going to miss out um and he's really inviting you to be a part of his work of evangelization he wants to bring all souls to himself and this is one of the great tools uh that he's using right now I've been working in Cathedrata for 14 years um, and worked with many radio stations, built 25 radio stations myself, and I can just tell you that the souls that have been touched by Catholic Radio and the stories I get to hear, I'm just excited to get to heaven and go, hey, everybody, <laughs> we know each other somehow, don't we? Uh, even I walked in the studio yesterday night, it's still Dom, I said, Dom, do I know you from somewhere? You just look so familiar. <laughs> but that's how it gets to be with Catholic Radio and with our Catholic relationships. We get to know each other. We get to journey together and that journey is beautiful uh, when it is unified in our love for Christ. So help us continue this work. Give us a call, 470-508-1160, or visit us online, thequestatlanta.com, and download that mobile app. My name is Steve Smolskowski here in studio this hour with Carissa Sines. Good morning, Carissa.
1: Hi, Steve. It's really nice to meet you. I'm really grateful to be here today um, helping The Quest with this amazing work.
0: Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Carissa.
1: So... um uh, I'm Carissa Signs. I actually come from Kennesaw, Georgia. My uh, home parish is St. Catherine of Siena in Kennesaw. And uh, I moved to Atlanta from Nashville about 13 years ago, I guess. Maybe almost 14 now. Um, and uh, my husband, John, uh, is a catholic school print well at the time he was a catholic school principal now he still still works in catholic schools. not the principal anymore but uh the sisters of um saint cecilia the dominican sisters from nashville moved us down here um so that john could work at their school and we've been here ever since i'm a we both we met in in uh school um in music school actually we're both trained opera singers so and we have four kids um they are all in Catholic school, also Blessed Trinity and Saint Catherine of Siena, and now I'm doing my favorite work that I've ever done, which is I get to work at Saint Catherine of Siena all the time. I'm I work as the music director, but I'm also the development stewardship director. So I think God just placed me there in the right place in the right time, and I'm I'm just grateful to be there.
0: That's wonderful. So you actually maybe literally sing for your supper sometimes. Oh, I definitely if do. <laughs> you work in music and fundraising, so it's our development. So.
1: Yeah, exactly, and. uh and it's it's a really it's a huge honor, and I, I was just saying I I did nothing to deserve that gift at all, and uh, but I'm really grateful to have it because it kept me going throughout COVID at church, and that was amazing. And um, it's it's an honor to be able to bring the liturgy to our parishioners. So,
0: well, and that's beautiful, Chris. I you mentioned that you did nothing to deserve that gift, but you know sure. the one thing about our, our God is He doesn't require us to do something to deserve these beautiful gifts matter of fact he just says you're my beloved daughter you're my beloved son I want to lavish you with gifts if only you would receive them if only you would receive them and so folks if you are struggling right now if you're going through some difficult decisions in life or having a tough day you know take a moment with us here at the quest and say Lord you know as, as Peter said he's walking on the water and he starts to sink because he sees the storm cry out Lord save me lord save me he wants to he really wants to draw you in to a relationship with him and he wants to be a part of even your 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 struggles your your div especially your struggles that's where we meet the lord and that's where we're here to be a part of your life so help us continue this work and if you want to call in and say hey i need i need some prayers right now give us a call 470-508-1160 uh, again my name is steve Sponskowski in studio here with Chris signs and we have a couple of beautiful guests in the mm-hmm. studio Carissa, I want to introduce them
1: Yeah, we're here today, Steve, with Mary Claire and Lyle uh, Cormier, and they have an amazing story. But before we get to that, I wanted to start with a prayer. And I've been listening all morning and uh, listening to this um, theme that you have for this pledge drive this time, which is um, saints among us, saints on air, saints for the world today, right? Um, And as I was praying about coming in this morning, I was a little bit worried and a little bit nervous because there was not a lot of prep that I was able to do. And the saints that just kept coming back to me are saints that are really close close to me now, including St. Therese. And that's who I was really thinking we would speak about or that I would speak about. And then I've heard you speak about her so many times today. And I was like, St. Therese is looking out for me. She looks out for me all the time. So I wanted to just pray this prayer, um, this miraculous invocation to St. Therese before we begin. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. O glorious St. Therese, whom Almighty God has raised up to aid and inspire the human family, I implore your miraculous intercession. You are so powerful in obtaining every need of body and spirit from the heart of God. Holy Mother Church proclaims you prodigy of miracles, the greatest saint of modern times. Now I fervently beseech you to answer my petition and to carry out your promises of spending heaven doing good on earth, of letting fall from heaven a shower of roses. Little flower, give me your childlike faith to see the face of God in the people and experiences of my life, and to love God with full confidence. St. Therese, my Carmelite sister, I will fulfill your plea to be made known everywhere, and I will continue to lead others to Jesus through you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So we are here with Lyle and Mary Claire Cormier. They are parishioners where?
2: CTK, Christ the King.
1: Awesome. Shout out to Christ the King, our beautiful cathedral. And Mary Claire, I think you grew up not in the United States. Is that right? You would be right. I grew up most part of my childhood
3: from like uh, three and a half till 13 at uh, in Montreal, Canada at a convent boarding school uh, run by Italian nuns. École Marie Clarac, oh, and beautiful. the order is les Sœurs de Charité uh, de Saint Clair, de Saint Marie. Yeah, so it was a, a beautiful experience. Something I wish on every child today.
1: What was it about that experience that was so beautiful?
3: You know, I, I really um, remember and appreciate the fact that one, it really did preserve the, the, the innocence. Of children for a very long time, and we were allowed to live that innocence. And they also, the nuns also taught us to have the desire in our hearts to um, live our lives with God. You know, wow. how did faith. they do that? Just through the community, the love, the family that they created around us, and the practices of our faith, and um, trying to uh, teach us that we needed to go to church and confession and I have to admit that when I was younger confession didn't make too much sense. I sort of knew (laughs) what it was. I I knew that I had to um, talk about the things that I did wrong but when you're four or five years old, you're not quite sure what that is all the <laughs> time. Sure. And so I would make up things. Oh, and no. so, <laughs> so I'm not sure I had the idea Oh, that's right wonderful. at that point. But um, no, I I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and I still have some communication with the school. And I did visit uh, one of the nuns, um, Sir Robertine. She taught me piano. Oh, wonderful. And, uh, I met her when I was four and a half. And... She retired now, but the school is doing
1: very well. Oh, that's so great. There's so many Catholic schools in Canada, especially, that are suffering right now, so it's great to hear one that's doing well. They had a nickname for you, I think? I don't recall. that they have a nickname?
2: Oh,
1: Oh, the Little Miracle. Yes,
3: yes. (laughs) Can you tell us about that? Yes. uh, When I was there, I was four and a half, and I became very sick. I was diagnosed with meningitis pneumococcal meningitis Mm. and I was in a coma and based on what the doctors saw they prepared my parents uh, for the end so they asked my parents to make funeral arrangements Mm. and um, that was very hard the sisters prayed a lot and I remember going into the coma, actually. Wow. I woke up. I was very sick. Then I sort of opened my eyes, and I saw my mom, which was a little unusual because mom and dad lived in New York while we were my sister and I were in boarding school. And so when I saw my mom in the hospital, I still thought I was at school, and I thought I was in the hospital uh, run by the nuns. I had no idea what was going on. And so anyway... Um, My mom said to me, if you can hear me, hold my finger. Squeeze my finger for mommy. Squeeze your finger for mommy. And I wanted to, but I couldn't. And I went into a coma. When I woke up, I couldn't remember everything, but eventually I did. It was considered a miracle. I believe I was in a coma for 12 days. Wow. And the nuns uh, were very supportive of my parents, and they um, still today they say that I was uh, the last miracle that they believe Mère Marie uh
1: interceded for me. Amazing. I'm watching your husband get very emotional as you're telling this story, and it, it, it I mean, it's it's beautiful to see. What what are you thinking right now?
2: Well, it was a difficult thing to, to hear that again because, mm-hmm. you know, Mary Claire has been such a great blessing to me. One of the things that, before we got married, that I've, I really took to heart was when my parents said to me, look, we want to support you, but we want you to be prepared for what might happen. And you need to think very, very hard about who you're going to marry. And, you know, these are some of the things you might want to consider. Mary Claire hasn't told her story beyond her first coma, which was a very big deal to me. I mean, this is why I met her. And I've been so grateful to have met her and been uh, certainly somebody I never expected to, to meet. You know, I guess you never know what's going to come in life. But it's been such a such a blessing to me. And they said to me, "Look, one of the things that you really have to think about when you marry somebody is is you know if you have the same common traits, if you have um, and 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 what their family's like. You're marrying into the entire family. And and they also mentioned her health because there's some things that that came up later in her life that were very important uh, that I should consider. And I have to say that the health part. Has been very difficult uh, since that time, but it's been very worthwhile and it's taught me a lot. Um, you know, her her meningitis when she came out of the coma, uh, she was uh, deaf in her left ear. She's never regained wow. that function. Um, but when I uh, when we first met, I I knew that she was very special. Uh, we were introduced by a, a friend. At CTK Singles, hmm. where many of us have <laughs> met our our spouse.
1: Shout out to singles groups out there! Everybody <laughs> should go to them if they're Catholic. That's where you'll find your spouse.
2: It was wonderful, you know. Prior to that, I had gone to a you know number of uh, secular ways to find uh, somebody, and I tell you, it it just you really do need to have to be on the same page, mm, same I mean, worldview, particularly after you have been married for a while. We have such a beautiful marriage. We we are very connected spiritually, and you know we we have the same worldviews and and very you know very Christian based. Even if we don't meet those goals all the time, we try, and we know we don't call things uh, good that are bad and vice versa. So I think that's so important. And and I could just imagine being in another situation where you're you're in a you know, your own home and you have somebody who doesn't agree with these very important tenets of your life. It's so important to meet people and not compromise on that piece. We had other things that were very, very different. Um, But going back to when we were first introduced, our friend says, this is, uh, she says to Mary Claire, "Uh, I'd like to you to meet this, meet Lyle. He's, he's this half Canadian guy is what she said. (laughs) (laughs) And that's because she was from Canada, too, our friend. And my father, she knew that my father had a French-Canadian background. His father was French-Canadian. And so uh, when Mary Claire started talking to me, she started talking to me in uh, Quebecois, oh, the wow. Quebecois French, which I knew having studied in Laval University <laughs> during the summers in college.
1: She was putting you to the test.
2: And my eyes bugged out because I. And she said, uh, what did you say at that time? Tu
1: me comprends?
2: Tu me comprends, right? Do you,
1: do you understand me?
2: Exactly. <laughs> he was and just staring. Because I had never heard anybody in the South uh, speaking Quebecois. Of course, my father is very involved in French club uh, in Augusta, where I grew up, in Augusta, Georgia. and and But there you normally hear people who are maybe not native speakers, or you hear people who are have the Parisian accent mm-hmm. you know, the French accent. The Québécois are very different. And, and so we had this immediate connection uh, that really only grew since that time. Um, but, you know, again, after we got married, she went through a number of things. And, and more recently, um, we had moved into our very first house. Our, we had started our life, with perhaps many people in America's nightmare, which is living with your in-laws, <laughs> but it's it's very different You know, Mary Claire's family is Haitian. This is common mm-hmm. in the in the Haitian uh, families and many other families. Uh, American culture and Haitian culture, you know, have a lot of differences, and and I had to get to to understand those. And and they really they really have a beautiful family, um, although it was a trying period. You know, to be all in the same in the same house, and eventually uh, they decided to. To get their own place. And so we needed to find our own place to live, which, you know, was gonna be a new adventure. And we put a lot of effort into that and finally got to a new neighborhood for our first house. Very shortly after that, um, Mary Claire started to uh, become um, more, have more difficulty eating, um, keeping food in, and eventually. She went to all broth. Hmm. Um, we went to hospital, doctor after doctor, trying to find out the answers. One thing that you can say about Mary Claire is she is tenacious. She has a background in medicine. She She's a, a BSN, a nurse, oh. and she's now uh, working on the... More, I would say, mathematical side of nursing and in a PhD program, working on research. So awesome. she's learning all these wow. things that uh, she never thought she would know. Uh, when we first met, I, you know, as a as a young man, I thought, what better way to start off a relationship than showing off everything I know, as you know, whatever <laughs> that might be. And so sounds like a guy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you know, she's taught me a little bit about that. But I, she put me in my place right away, which was such a which was such a good thing for me. And she's done it ever since. Uh, she said I was showing her my, you know, math book and showing her all the things that I learned in college. And she pointed to the little carrots that are over some of the statistics in the math book. She says, "Oh, you've got some little Santa hats there. Isn't that nice?" And uh, you know that put me right right in my place. And, and 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 since that time, you know, she's having to learn about these Santa hats, and so we're helping each other out.
3: We are, but one thing i like to mention about our marriage is that one thing I prayed about if I were to be married is to be married spiritually with my spouse. And in that way, God would forever be present and nothing from this world could intervene, uh, can inter- interrupt this union. Mm. And so I think that, that we've worked really hard at staying there and keeping God in the center of our marriage. And that has helped us accomplish so much and has helped us help others, you know, and, and we try our best to be an example of what marriage and the love of God means.
0: Um. So, so you were sharing the story that, uh, so, so as when you moved out um, and she was, uh, that uh, Mary Claire was just eating broth. Right, so
2: so we went to place after we know we had people Diagnosed, doctors, diagnose her with, you know, gastric reflux. And I said, this is, this cannot be correct. And she was so tenacious about it. She went to her doctor and she says, look, I want another one of these tests. And, uh, you know, CT scan, they said, well, we just did this on you. I said, I don't care. We, we're going to have another one. And they and finally, you know, her. she was very anemic. She was going through her first semester of her PhD program, And uh, because of my math background, I was able to help her, pull her through that semester. But it was very difficult. At some point, she couldn't even add two numbers together. When you lose blood, you can't do Mm -hmm. things. Finally, on Christmas Eve, we got a call back, and she was diagnosed with lymphoma. Oh, my. It was in an area that's very hard to see uh, without until it gets very, you know, prominent and she knew she said that she had cancer before the diagnosis mm. i'm going to let mary claire maybe tell that part
0: well and what i'd like to do is we, we do have to step away at the bottom of the hour for the break night so i don't want to cut into the middle of your story so let's let's stop there and we're going to come back at the other of the mm-hmm. uh, of the other side of this break and continue this conversation you're visiting we're visiting with lyle and mary claire cormier My name is Steve Plonskowski, here in studio with uh, Carissa Signs, And uh, this is the Quest Atlanta Pledge Drive. And we're here sharing stories of faith. And as you're hearing uh, this journey of Lyle and Mary Claire, uh, of the Lord being a part of that journey, we're going to continue that story on the other side of the break. But in the meantime, we do need to get your calls in here. 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160. Or you can join us at thequestatlanta.com. I'd like to thank William uh, who called in from Covington, Louisiana, and Mary Ellen, who called in from Roswell, and Patrick from Estero, Florida, Wow, calling in. And actually, they gave online at thequestatlanta.com, helping us this hour, so far getting us uh, to raise about $300 this hour, folks. And so we've got another half hour coming on the other side of the break uh, to really help continue this work. And, and you know what's, that's what we're here for to share stories. You know, oftentimes we, we think that we're alone in our struggles, we think that uh, we're the only ones that are experiencing difficulties in life, but we get to hear and share one another's journeys. Um, and part of that, the important part of that journey is to understand that the Lord doesn't abandon us in that journey, he's with us through it. Um, and you might have heard you know, Dr. David Anders on EWTN, he shares his story of his coming into the church and his wife who was a fallen away Catholic. And she came back to the church because um, in confession, her priest said, your suffering has meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the one of the things you're going to find in the Catholic faith, that our suffering has meaning. There's there's deep meaning in the suffering. We get to unite that, as Paul says, to the sufferings of Christ on the cross. And so we want to continue to remind you that even in your struggle, especially in your struggle, the Lord is close. He's very, very close. And that's our goal here at the quest, to continue to remind you that during that quest of your life, the real quest is trying to find Christ in that relationship so we're going to step away for just a minute but we're going to keep our phone lines open and our our website will be active 470-508-1160 is the phone number and then thequestatlanta.com or on the mobile app continue to help us continue this work of the quest we will be right back Quest presents the best of Catholic rap with the artist Communion. Man deciding for himself,
1: right and wrong is nonsense. I believe in the law written in our conscience. I believe in the return of Christ in glory and power. Stay away, cause we know neither the day nor the hour. Persevere in prayer and always be watchful. And labor for the gospel like an apostle. I believe that through Christ all things are possible. We could conquer evil and every obstacle to make the world a better place for the human race. Every nation giving God thanksgiving and praise, each man reflecting Christ in his face. With an undying charity and love that is chaste, man is a pilgrim on the journey of life who only finds his purpose in Christ. May the good Lord shine on us with a smile and help us get to heaven with the heart of a child.
0: For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com.
4: This is Peggy Normandin from Call Me Catholic. Catholic Radio is such a rich resource for learning more about our faith, our history, our liturgy, our scripture, our devotions, our teachings, and our saints. It puts our faith into the context of the here and now. How are we living out our Catholic faith in this modern world right now? Catholic Radio invites you into that conversation every day. This is your home, and we're always here for you. Thanks to our friends at EWTN, our programming is provided free of charge. But this station does have other expenses that must be paid to keep the doors open and the lights on. Support of your local Catholic radio station helps keep shows like Call Me Catholic available in your area. It doesn't matter how much. Your gift works to make a difference for you, for others, and for the future of our Catholic radio family. Please prayerfully consider making a gift right now.
0: To donate, log on to thequestatlanta.com. AM 1160 The Quest is your metro-wide Atlanta Catholic radio station. Our programming is rooted in the teachings of the Catholic Church and helps listeners learn new and fascinating aspects of our faith. Here at The Quest, our mission is simple and powerful, to invite, inform, and inspire listeners to embrace their journey of faith through the beauty of the Catholic Church. The Quest team continues to hear wonderful testimonies from listeners all around Atlanta. One listener shared,
1: The Quest helps me grow my faith every day I listen. Every day, I feel the Holy Spirit talking to me through the Quest. If I have a question, it seems like the answers come to me through this Catholic radio station in a timely manner. I enjoy the programming, and yes, it has changed me. It's definitely changed me.
0: None of this would be possible without listeners just like you. We are a 100% listener-supported station. A donation of any amount helps to cover the ongoing operational expenses. Your donation is helping to bring your fellow Catholics and Christians closer to Christ. To donate, visit thequestatlanta.com.
1: To the quest atlanta we are here for the pledge drive my name is carissa signs and i'm in the studio with steve and uh mary claire and lyle and we are so excited to be here speaking about our faith journeys uh, I want to just remind especially all of the people listening from St. Catherine of Siena and Kennesaw, I know you are regular listeners to The Quest Atlanta. I want to remind you to call in. We are looking to get 3000 uh, for The Quest and the amazing work that they do here this hour, and I think we're only at about 300 so we have a good long way to go, and I'm counting on you to call in this hour, and I also want to shout out to all the people at Christ the King. We love our cathedral. We know that you listen to The Quest, and we hope that you can call in this this hour and donate you can call by uh dialing 470-508-1160 you can also give online at thequestatlanta.com or you can do what i do which is listen via the app and donate now right on the app so we are speaking this hour to mary claire and lyle and they were just sharing their story of suffering and you know i i think we all have stories of suffering that um that that are personal to us. And so we can all relate to this. I find that when I am in my worst moments, um, and I am in, in, in truly suffering, I suddenly realize that those are the moments when I feel the most vulnerable and the closest to God, because he is in that moment breaking me down so that he can enter in. And I think that's what you guys are about to start talking to us about. Your suffering has led you to the cross. Exactly. Um,
3: suffering through all these conditions, uh, two uh, renal transplants and three cancers, two of which were renal cancers and one lymphoma, non-Hodgkin's. And each time, it just brought me closer to God. It's suffering, but I always wanted to offer that suffering to God. I wanted to serve Him with that. And I've always smiled through it. And every time people ask me, how are you? How are you doing? I was just happy because I knew I was doing it for God. And any one of my friends can vouch for this. There isn't a time where I complain because I thought it was beautiful to suffer Mm. for him and to serve him through that, to show people that his hand was in my life and that everything was going to be okay.
1: That's amazing.
3: I did experience a dream before I was diagnosed with lymphoma, where I found myself in a garden, and there was this particular purple and white flower with three petals, and it was just beautiful. And it felt as though I was in the presence of God, and then suddenly my heart just dropped, and I woke Mm. up. And it was because I had some inkling, some knowledge that I had cancer. I just couldn't believe it, Mm. and I I didn't want to necessarily believe it or say anything about it until I was diagnosed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until the end of the treatment, the chemotherapy um, treatment that I received and finding out that I had another cancer, <laughs> oh. renal cancer, the third and last one, before surgery to um, take care of that last cancer, there was a pu- purple flower that came about in our garden, in our new home's garden. Oh my goodness. And that purple flower was not there. (laughs) That purple flower was not there the next day. Wow. I think it went away within the hour.
1: Oh my goodness. And so
3: I just truly want to encourage people to truly offer their suffering to serve God and that he has his hand in your life and that he loves you. There's no greater love than the love of God. And he will never abandon you. Never, no matter what it looks like and no matter how it feels, just know that he's there and to not be fooled by any of it. Don't let anything fool you into thinking that
1: God has forgotten you. He will never forsake you. Amen. So where are you in your health journey now? I have recovered from,
3: uh, I've I received two renal transplants. Oh, wow. My first one from my sister. Oh, Love wow. You, sis. Love <laughs> you, Monique. And I received my second after five years. Uh, I had a chronic rejection of my sister's kidney. And so she and it's been 25 years since then, um, this past week. Wow. And she spoke to one of her friends that I met two years prior to needing a second transplant. And that one friend, Lynette Jeffries, I love you as well, um, she gave me her kidney. And uh, I received the second transplant in 2002, What October twenty fifth, 2002. Wow. And so I've been truly blessed. And my husband has been my rock by my side, a true blessing. And I've learned so much from him and my mom and dad and my family. Just my
1: entire family. You've been through so much, and you've sacrificed so much, and you, and, and going through the, the suffering that you've been through, but you're, you have these amazing people in your life who've also sacrificed for you. How does that make you feel? Well,
3: incredibly loved and yeah. blessed. Truly, God has placed them in my life to help me through all of this journey, yeah. this entire journey, and so I consider them angels. Yeah, saints, my, walking saints on earth, right? Walking saints on earth, <laughs> angels. I truly believe in angels, and I always tell my parents that they are angels in my life, uh, and uh, I and they are an extension of God's hands, uh, in
1: in one's life, in my life. Have there been saints for both of you that have really played a role in your in your faith journey?
2: Well, I think one of the saints that we were exposed to really quite accidentally, in Montreal, when we went to uh, visit uh, Mary Claire's school, uh, was uh, nearby the L'Ordre de Saint-Joseph, is, uh, some, is, a, is a place founded uh, by uh, Saint-André, who Brother André was uh, the, very sickly, very much had uh, complications early in life, could not uh, handle the industrial work of his time, and really felt out of place in the world. But he, he learned how to pray, and he learned how to pray through his suffering. Many people will say, why is there suffering? There's no God because there's suffering. Why would God make people suffer? A lot of things come out of suffering. It's a, it's a uh, sacrifice hmm. that we can make to uh, be joyful in our suffering and show other people that we can get through it. I think that uh, Brother Andre is a great example of hmm. this because he— Knew he could pray. That's what he could do, and through very unusual means, he 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 made it into a seminary. He was the doorkeeper at um, in Montreal for many years, and which was maybe a considered a menial job, mm-hmm. but was it so menial? He was there. What, what what are we here for in our life if not to to help one another through the path that God wants to lead them on, and here he is greeting people at the door.
1: Is Benedictine?
2: Uh, that I don't remember. Is it Benedictine? I, I
1: don't know. The, there's something about Benedictine, right? And and just that that charisma of welcoming, and I, I feel like I may have heard the story. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt.
2: <laughs> oh well, he was he was meeting people at the door, and and you know that's such an important thing to be welcoming. Yeah. Uh, you know we need to keep our. Um, you know we need to keep good in the good category and bad in the bad category, but we need to tell people we're open to you to 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 tell people, you know, we don't care what it is that you've done, where you've come from, what thing you know, we're here to assist you in a change of heart, hmm. to leave this world of a false religion where there is no forgiveness and wipe your slate clean, even if you have to do it minute by minute. And do you get better and better at that and Father Andre was there to hear people 's stories of their suffering, which he could very well relate to, very much like sure. Mary Claire yeah. you can relate to the suffering if you don 't go through it you can't tell you can't you can 't be empathetic
4: mm.
2: and uh, eventually, uh, he um, had a dream where he uh, th- believed that through that dream he was asked to uh, create a um, the de Saint Joseph, with Saint Joseph in the, in the middle so that people could come there and pray to God. And he had, at that time, the start of these miracles that he performed, which were related to oil that he burned, consecrated. Uh, and he uh, said, Saint Joseph is inter- intervening for these people. It's not coming from me. But here's a little guy who had all these problems with keeping food down and and from a very early age. So he was very small, and yet people came to him to get these great acts of power hmm. through God to heal them. They came big and small to say, I can't do this on my own. And sometimes he would say to make people wait a long time. How you know, let's test how long you can wait on God mm. and eventually you know some people would go away healed and some people would not but all of this was occurring through somebody who had gone through such suffering who had a great faith and who had the a real power to make a difference
1: mm seems like christ is always calling us to um align ourselves to him and so often it seems to work best when he allows suffering to bring us closer to him and i think that's what you're talking about i just want to thank you so much for for being christ's witness in this world it's just beautiful and i i imagine that um there were things that were particularly comforting to you during that time. I know whenever I've gone through suffering, there are things like the quest radio that are with me, um, telling stories like yours, um, reminding me that I'm not alone. That's what the quest does. Right, Steve.
0: That's right. And we're continuing this work with your help. Uh, we did get a call here from father Neil from Kennesaw. So (laughs) father, thank you for that call. Also Mona, uh, gave online uh, and she's from Marietta and she said in honor of Lyle and Mary Claire Amen. and also Gladys called in from East Brunswick, New Jersey Wow. Uh, and gave a gift. So we thank them. They called four seven zero five zero eight. and some gave online at thequestatlanta.com. Folks, uh, we're really continuing to appreciate your support here as we do this work of evangelization and sharing our stories, you know, sharing these stories and journeying together uh, with one another. I kind of love the theme that's kind of emerging here, you know, saints and heroes of all times, but sometimes um, the saints in our lives are are not, not even gone yet. Uh, sometimes they're right here right. in our lives, and and the the early Christians actually referred to themselves as saints. The you know, on the way was the yeah, we're you know, on the, the way. They were on the Please way. Please
1: God, let us be on the way.
0: Yep. And uh, <laughs> so that's the before we were known as Catholics and Christians, we was the way, um, and referring to one another as saints. So we're saints on the way, in the making, in the journey. And what is there in life other than to be have a desire to be a saint? Yeah. You know, as we were talking There's earlier, nothing else. I'm a good person, no, right. not enough. I'm a nice person, not enough. That's we are right. called to sainthood. Right. Um, and so we're, we're here to really challenge yeah, one another, um, to step out. And so help us continue to challenge one another, but we challenge others too. Many of our listeners right now um, are wondering, what is this crazy Catholic talk going yeah. on? Well, we, enjoy, we invite you to be part of this crazy Catholic <laughs> talk because we're crazy happy and with joyful. what the Lord That's does right. in our lives. Not at every moment. We have our days, we have our struggles, as we're talking about, but together and in this journey, we can really work together. So help us give. Help us continue this work by calling 470-508-1160 or giving online at thequestatlanta.com.
1: And I want to thank Father Neil. Um, Father Neil is my pastor. He's also a good friend of mine. I love him dearly. And uh, he actually knows you guys. He talked to me about that this morning. Um, we're doing we are doing i'm doing as much as i can but he's doing a ton at saint catherine's um and 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 being that in my opinion saint on earth that's sort of walking and leading all of us um in in his parish that are blessed enough to be in his parish he was at the cathedral i think when you guys were there but and you knew him maybe before he was a priest is that right
2: yes we did uh we we knew him uh i guess when he was getting his training there at the cathedral back before he had a beard <laughs> we, we knew him as a young lad and now <laughs> he's he, still young <laughs> oh sure and he's got a great voice too like he you. does we he we does. got to hear your voice too when we visited at <laughs> Siena. it's a wonderful voice and i i'm i'm somewhat envious because uh i started uh at university with at indiana university as a horn performance major what a great school under myron and bloom and yeah. they've got a great opera program me too uh but you know People who make it in music, that's really saying something. It's very, very difficult. And, and actually, if you've gone through all of the music theory mm-hmm. and the musicology, the, the history, and, and, of course, for an opera singer, all the languages... Yeah, uh, it is extremely taxing. Uh, you think you have a degree in physics or mathematics and you say oh, music, uh, you just have a natural talent. No, there's a lot that goes into it. So I'm, <laughs> it's, it's I'm very envious of your being able to continue that oh. uh, journey in your professional life.
1: Well, it's a blessing for sure. I, I get to be the music director there as well. And I did study opera, but um when I was auditioning for things, I I realized like a slap in the face that that's not really what I wanted to do, and and um, so I I stopped. But when I, I I say this all the time, when when I received the gift of being able to be work in music at the church, which is um, what I primarily do. Um, And also help um, with development and stewardship at the church. It was like the best of all worlds. Like it was for sure God just saying, okay, you get this gift now. And I am so grateful to be able to do that. And that's in large part because of Father Neil. So thanks, Father Neil.
0: Well, you know, it's such a wonderful gift when our priests call in in support of Catholic Radio. And I hear so many stories of our priests who are saying, hey, you were out there doing the work. That really helps my parish mm-hmm. um, across the nation. About twenty-five percent of people going into RCIA are because of Catholic Radio. This wow. is what I'm hearing from priests. Wow. They're saying twenty-five percent of my I RCIA candidates are from Catholic Radio. They come in and say, "I'm coming back. I want to come to the church because of Catholic Radio." So we're out there helping. You know, our priests have seven minutes, seven minutes a week with us at, at weekend at the weekend mass. Mm-hmm. Now some <laughs> priests maybe give a twenty minute homily, right? <laughs> so the, the um, and they probably get in trouble for it, but. That we can take that with Catholic Radio, we can take that message and keep it in front of the parishioners, in front of ourselves for the entire week. By, and then we come back to the next Mass the next week and the next Sunday, and we continue to grow in that journey. Now, many of us have the opportunity to go to daily Mass, yeah. but a lot of us who have children and jobs uh, that keep us on the road or you know keep mm-hmm. us working, we can't get to daily Mass. Yeah. And so that's what we're here for you uh with catholic Grader. and right. our priests and our bishops really understand that that's yeah. why they get behind this work the
1: quest is living the world view go ahead mary yeah i just wanted to
3: share i love the Quest. i love the quest and i love doing the rosary with the quest at 9:30 at night while i'm doing the dishes it's very calming and i love doing the divine mercy at three o'clock i love listening at eight o'clock i believe it's that uh, is father ricardo uh, who speaks he's wonderful, and all the shows in between Dr. Ray I'm not in my car all day don't get the idea'm <laughs> in my car all day but I do listen to the quest, and it really does help me live my faith mm-hmm. and it helps me learn about my faith
1: with a community that I can trust yeah when we when we're surrounded it's it's so hard I've, I don't know this isn't on the quest, but it's in the same vein. I've been listening to um, Bible in a Year with Father Mike all year, and he constantly is reminding us that it's it's important to see our world through a Catholic lens if we're going to stay Catholic and evangelize and um, and 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 bring Christ to the world. And that is what the quest is doing every single day.
3: Yes, and it spills into the way I uh, what I select to watch in terms of movies, mm-hmm. books that I read. Uh, the way that I love my friends and family, it just spills into all the areas of my life. And so, yes, absolutely, listen to the quest.
2: <laughs> and Mary Claire has, of course, and, and I do too, backgrounds in, uh, as, as Catholics. But uh, how many people are going to walk into a church having not had that background? That takes a lot mm-hmm. of courage to walk into a right. church. So if you can get exposure through mm-hmm. this widespread, uh, especially through the app, this yeah. widespread uh, broadcasting yeah. to, to get exposure. I mean, one of the one of the um, uh, real delights for me on the quest, if I'm up this late, uh, which is is at 11 o'clock on weeknights, listening to uh, Fulton Sheen. Of course, my father mm-hmm. said, of course, we know who Fulton Sheen is. <laughs> but I did not. Mm. I had no idea who Fulton Sheen is. Uh, of course, Mother Angelica is, is wonderful, too. You get a lot of wisdom. But you get all sorts of different programs. You get you know you you get the the priests, the archbishops you also get people who are psychologists like dr ray who's mm. who's uh you know very uh, witty, some people take it one way or the other I think he's great he 's a very funny guy uh, and then you get stories uh from uh, from people you also get um Catholic answers is one of the ones mm-hmm. I, I really like because and some of them are are really uh, i think the ones uh, Catholic answers I listened to at one point had this unusual questions and they went into all sorts of metaphysics and they and and uh you know there's theory of relativity and what this meant towards proving god or disproving god i thought it was you you know you you get some very interesting things and you get some things that are that are very accessible and very emotional Mm. so i think it has a wide breadth i'm i'm very glad it's it's a it's a resource for everyone Mm. uh, particularly those who are looking to either build their faith or who have never been exposed to it, have only had this secular exposure, mm-hmm. which they uh, it, you know if, if you're if you're never exposed to it, maybe you know what the truth is at your, in your heart, but until you get some training in listening to that you you tend to go with where everyone around you is going, so yeah. it 's very important to set an example, even and, if you 're not doing it in person
1: and it's god ordained I mean if you have ever heard carol 's story about how the quest um, in Atlanta became into existence, it's just amazing to hear what God did um, to bring Quest Atlanta to us through Carol's work and faith, and it's neat to be part of that mission, and it's neat to see what God's going to do through it.
0: Folks, if you're just joining us, this is our Pledge Drive. You're, we're visiting, sharing stories of faith right here, visiting with uh, Carissa Sines Lyle, and Mary-Claire Carmier, and my name is Steve Swanskowski, and we are just... We're just working through the hours here and taking your calls and really rejoicing in the work the Lord is doing. And we rejoice in the anonymous gift that was just called in, um, in honor of Lyle and Mary Claire from Atlanta. So thank you, Anonymous. thank Uh, you. Thank you for that gift. We have a lot of friends named Anonymous once in a while. We just like to see all of our anonymous friends, this Ann Anonymous.
1: We'll meet them in heaven. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we'll meet you in heaven. And that's a great choice. So thank you, Anonymous, for that call. Um, that, that this hour brings us to about, let's see where we're at, about $900 raised this hour. And last hour, we raised 1632 We do have a $3,000 goal each hour. So, you know, this is going to happen. People are busy. Uh, they can't make the call. Uh, and so, you know, again, reminder that once you've given, let your friends know. Send a Absolutely. text out. Go on Facebook. Go on Instagram. Whatever thing you're on these days for social media, um, let your friends know that, okay, the Quest is having their pleasure right now. Give them a call at 470-508-1160 or give online at thequestatlanta.com. We need your help to continue this work. And I'm also, you know, if you're out there thinking, well, you know, I'm I'm sitting back and waiting to see how things are going. uh, It really does help us if you want to call in. And sometimes I call this a short person, and that's not an insult. It doesn't mean you're not tall. It means you call in and say, what are you short?
4: What are you short? Can I make
0: up this hour for you? Can I make up last hour? So we have a couple hours where we're a little short. So if you want to be that that blessed short person or that blessed angel who calls in and says "What are you short would really help us get back on track because we do have goals we do have bills uh, with the the quest here and as i mentioned earlier those your money is not going to go towards paying the debt because guess what that's covered we got that taken care of through your generosity now your support will go directly to this mission of continuing this work and i know that there is a goal here to continue to do more local programming and maybe even expand the signal whatever the lord wants um the lord's gonna get from the quest because he's already getting it
1: yeah carol and i were talking earlier uh, i was driving in from kennesaw to um, roswell where the the studio is located and i tried to tune in on the radio and had a really difficult time getting that signal um so i had to switch over to my phone app and i i know that they this is a hundred percent listener supported radio and i know that they could really use the help in getting and evangelizing atlanta we have never been in a situation that is more dire. I think in our world, we need um, Christ's message out there. We need to be doing it and quest is doing it in a way that none of us can do individually. And so we really do need your support.
0: Uh, Just a few minutes left here. Lyle and Mary Claire, could you share with us maybe some reasons why you think people should call in and support the quest? Well,
2: as I said, this is something that uh, is, is reaching people all over. Uh, We have, uh, of of course, the app that will that will reach people no matter where they are, uh, but this this programming, you know, isn't isn't really available in, uh, on any other radio station in Atlanta, Mm-mm. and it's it's so important I think to get that message out there, and to support one another and also to to reach people who otherwise would not, you know, run across mm-hmm. uh, the Catholic Church. I know, I know what I do is I normally listen on the app. And uh, like many people who are working at home or maybe unemployed or maybe retired, uh, you have a lot of time to spend at home, you know, and, and some of that time uh, I used to cook. <laughs> I've been, uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert chef, uh, but I do much of the cooking at home. And I always listen to the app <laughs> while I'm cooking. And, uh, and it's, it's really great to, to, uh, to, to be, it's, it's a great uh, learning tool and it keeps me going, and and, uh, and, and Mary-Claire's very happy, usually, at, at the end of that.
3: <laughs> well, yes, the food definitely turns out to be very good when he listens to the quest <laughs> while cooking, so I'll say that, but yes, I think it will enrich your life greatly, and it will help fill your life with the love of God, of the Lord, and I believe that whether you're a newcomer to the church or you've never heard of anything that we're talking about, I think it will be the one of the greatest gifts. Yeah.
0: And can. You, you can make a gift right here, a great gift right here at four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. Four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty or online at thequestatlanta.com. I was just thinking, Mary Claire, you were saying you're doing dishes at nine thirty at night, listening to the rosary. I was like, whoa, okay, so that must have been that would have been one of those great meals. It was like <laughs> a seven seven <laughs> course meal that took until nine thirty at night. That's, a, like, That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like our house. We are constantly eating very late. But that's just life these days. And, you know, I was thinking the other day, um, we don't always have the opportunity to do a lot of extra education as, after we get busy with family. And But shows on The Quest kind of provide... Um, additional spiritual formation in a way that I, I mean, I'm incredibly grateful for. I feel like I've been going to school for years listening to shows on the radio.
0: Absolutely. Well, we got to step away for legal ID. But uh, Lyle and Mary Claire, thank you so much for being here with us this hour. Thank We're glad you. to be here. Thank you. All right, folks, this is The Quest. This is our pledge drive. Give us a call, 470-508-1160, or visit us online at thequestatlanta.com. You are listening to AM 1160, CWCFO East Point, Atlanta, The Quest.